0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 16 of Nerding in the Deep. I'm Valerie
1: and I'm Carlos
0: and today we're talking about cooperative games.
1: I think it's a great idea because there are a lot of games that are single player, there are a lot of games that are multiplayer, but I think that we had a good idea here that it's games that we have been able to play cooperative offline, to play with your best friend or with, well, with a friend, with your couple.
0: Yeah. Valentine's Day has just passed. We were in the mood to play games together. And it got us thinking about the games we've enjoyed together over the years.
1: Yeah, that's it. Because sometimes it's more difficult to find a cooperative game. Everyone can play a multiplayer game. Like sometimes we have mentioned that we play Call of Duty.
0: Yeah, I love Call of Duty. Zombie mode is (laughs) great. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Or sometimes we play... Well, or I play with someone FIFA Mm. or things like that. But those are kind of like more multiplayer games. Mm. It's not cooperative. And sometimes people search for cooperative with a story to play with another person. Yeah. And that was our objective here.
0: I think a lot of people our age group kind of grew up playing games either by themselves or maybe with a sibling. Mm -hmm. I know I played co-op games with my brother. My brother is only a year and a half younger than me. And I have really good memories of us playing Like the first Need for Speed game, I would always play a Porsche 911 Turbo in Canary Yellow without fail. (laughs) Without fail. (laughs) And then I think my favorite game to play with him, for those of you that remember it, it was a PlayStation 1 game. We're going way back to 2001 and it was Toy Story Racer.
1: Oh, Toy Story Racer. Ah, well, yeah. The, in that time, there was also Crash sim, Crash Team Racing. Yeah. that was the one that I used to play a lot. Crash Team Racing. Yeah,
0: it was a lot of fun because there were loads of different modes where you. It was just a plane race, or you could a bit like Mario Kart these days. You had items that you could like throw mm-hmm. at people and stuff. It was great. I really loved that. What about you? Did you play much with
1: your brother? No, in my case, no, because as you know, my brother and I, we are 10 years apart. So what we used to do is I used to play and he used to look at me, but it was more kind of like single player games. Like, well, I used to play a lot of Final Fantasies and all this Mm. stuff. Sometimes we played a multiplayer. Like I remember that we had a WWE game that it was his, by the way, it wasn't mine. And we used to play that.
0: Oh, that sounds fun.
1: But apart from that, uh, we didn't play that much cooperative games. It has been more when we have been adults that we have been playing. It was more, again, into multiplayer because we played a lot, as you know, League of Legends and Overwatch. But that's multiplayer. That's not cooperative. Although you are playing in teams, when we are speaking here in cooperative games, we are talking about a game where two people, more or less... Play together through a story, yeah. to advance and all that stuff, but without the things of being cooperative in the sense of sorry multiplayer in the sense of there's more people online and yeah, all
0: that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to kick things off, I yes. thought I would I would talk a little bit about kind of the the first big co-op game I remember playing when I was a bit older. Okay, and that's Portal Two.
1: Oh, the first one was really good.
0: I love, no, I love the first one. I'm a big fan of the Portal series. I think GLaDOS is one of my favorite. The cake is villain. a lie. The cake is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I remember when the second one came out and there was the option to pay, play with a friend. I was mm-hmm. so excited. I, so you can play as Peabody or Atlas mm-hmm. in in the co-op mode. And I'm a big fan of puzzles. So Portal Fit 2 fits me, well. Portal series in general fits me really well. Did you play the Portal 2
1: game? I played the Portal 2 game. I remember having a lot of fun with the first one. Mm. The first one was really, really good. I think that the second one, I am not sure 100% if I completed it or not. I am sure that I... You probably did. I am sure that I played it. But I didn't play cooperative with my brother. Anyway, Portal was a revolution for games and nowadays, even... The controls may feel a little bit clunky, because we are talking about a game of 2011. Mm -hmm. It it may feel a little bit clunky. Still, I think they are very enjoyable games. If you have never played Portal, Portal 1 you can only play yourself, but Portal 2 you can play Cooperative, and I completely recommend both of them.
0: Yeah, if you like games where it's mainly based on puzzle solving, like, Portal's a really good series for you. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and nowadays there are not that many games that are based... On that, and if you played newer games, maybe those newer games have mechanics that Portal were the first ones to introduce it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Portal Gun.
1: Yeah, the Portal Gun and the different. I remember that you had one that to accelerate the movement of the objects Mm. and all that stuff. Like, for example, if you have played something like the new uh, Legend of Zelda for Switch, the Breath of the Wild, there are some things that. I can see that they are inspired, exactly, by by Portal, you know, in the way of doing puzzles and all that stuff. So you can see in a game so great like uh, the new The Legend of Zelda. Well, new was a couple of years ago, three years ago. (laughs) But you can see how they have used kind of like those assets that maybe Portal introduced to us.
0: Plus, I think what made the Portal games is GLaDOS. Like, Mm -hmm. if we ever do an episode about villains as in our favorite ones in games, she's got to be up there. She is one sassy robot.
1: Yes. And the thing that it's a robot that it's only a well, voice AI-ing also. Things. Yeah, AI. Yeah. And it's only a voice in the background yeah. and all that stuff. It but
0: if you ask me what I remember about the Portal games, it's the the really difficult puzzles mm-hmm. and GLaDOS. Yep. And the song at the end of Portal 2. sing that all the not time. Now that we
1: are talking about Portal and we are talking about Brother, my brother has a tattoo on his ankle of the capture... Thingy. Yeah. I never
0: noticed that before. Yes. Yes. Fernando, if you're listening, I want to see your tattoo. <laughs> yes,
1: he had. Okay, what do you think if we go to the next one?
0: I suppose we should, or I'll just keep talking about how great GLaDOS is. Yes.
1: So the next one I wanted to bring here is one that is not that well known. Probably, if you have. Play this kind of games, cooperative, or if you are trying to search, you will find it. But it's a game that is kind of like an indie one. It's Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Mm -hmm. That was released in 2013. In this story, we follow two siblings that they are trying to search a cure for his father. In uh, this story, we will be following the the whole adventure. One controls the older brother and the other controls the younger brother.
0: Yeah, and both can do different things.
1: Yes. In Brothers A Tale of Two Sons one of the things is that you don't play with you you don't need to play with two controllers. If you only have one controller you can play with one controller one having the right uh, joystick of the controller and the other having the left joystick of the controller. It's a little bit confusing but once you get the mechanic it's yeah. Pretty nice. I think that it's a story that it has a... It's not very, it's not very long, first yeah, of all. Yeah, it's
0: a really short game. Yeah,
1: it's short. I think that you can complete it in four or five hours.
0: I think we... Yeah, we just did it in a day.
1: Yeah. At the same time, I think that it has a really, really nice story. I think it has... For the graphics of the time, I think that they have some places that they they are very, very beautiful. Yeah, I,
0: th- I was actually surprised at how pretty a game it was. Because I played it with you mm-hmm. later. I didn't play it on release. And I think it holds up really well.
1: Yes. And apart from that, the mechanic of controlling each brother, it's, it's interesting. Mm. I don't want to go in the story because, of course, if you are going to play it, the story is better that you discover it by yourself. But one of the things that it really strikes you just starting the game is that the characters, they don't speak our language. They don't speak English or they don't speak Spanish. They don't speak any language that exists is just a made-up language mm. like simlish or things like that. Yeah. But do you know exactly what the characters want to say.
0: Yeah, I always love, because this is going off a little bit, yeah. but I don't know if you remember the animated film Spirit, I think it's called. It's about a horse.
1: But I've never seen it, but I know which which movie Yeah, you...
0: I always love games and movies like that, where like the horses don't speak to you, but just from their expressions, you know exactly what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real talent to be able to do that.
1: As a person that likes narrative and all that stuff, I think it is very difficult to convey feelings and thoughts and all that stuff without words, Mm. without having any words at all. And I think that Brothers shows you that sometimes you don't need to understand the story to feel empathy for the characters, to fear from them to laugh with them to enjoy the time with them and to understand them Mm -hmm. even not understanding the the language and that's great it's just to understand that that barrier doesn't exist
0: yeah yeah no and i think it was really beautifully done and it's it's a because it's so short as well i think it's one of those you can kind of not put down a bit like a good book you'll just keep going and then you'll be finished Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. i agree another game very similar from me that you Control to characters, mm-hmm. and you have to do different things. It's an EA original, mm-hmm. A Way Out.
0: Yeah, this one's a bit different. I feel from the others because the others are kind of adventure puzzly mm-hmm. kind of games, where this one is a bit more shooter type. But well, still it, story. It, it has
1: shooters, yeah. has story. Yeah, uh, A Way Out tells the story of well, it's in two thousand eighteen mm-hmm. when it got released. It tells the story of two inmates. Yeah. And they, well, a way out. They have to escape from prison. (laughs) But I really love their story and how the relationship builds and, well, how it goes. And in this case, there are some moments that you will have kind of like the split screen. Yeah. Because uh, every character goes through different... Moments.
0: Yeah, like there's moments when you're escaping the jail that one is blocked so the other tries go- to go mm-hmm. around and you're in different corridors and Yeah, stuff
1: very, like I, And now that I'm thinking about this and you're talking about blocked and corridors, how cool it would have been in The Last of Us if there was a mode that you could play, one could play with Ellie and the other could play with Joel?
0: I, I would love that. I think though what it what should have happened is you have to complete the game one player to unlock two player because I do think the story is probably told really well as it is. Yeah,
1: yeah, but now that we were thinking about yeah. that and you were thi- and you were telling me the typical puzzle that we find in the last of us that is someone has to go away. To unlock the path of the other person like sometimes with the god of war with kratos and atreus also that i was thinking oh maybe if they have done that in a way out it could have been great in the last of us
0: yeah i would be curious to see how the story feels as a two-player game Mm -hmm. but but we're going on a tangent yes (laughs) uh so
1: a way out it's a really great game great for playing two people i love how they play with the perspective of the both characters that they sometimes have to take different decisions that yeah. then it will change the future of what they they find. Also, another cool thing or an, an, is that usually when we play these kind of games, mm-hmm. every character is together. Yeah. But in this game, I remember that it's Leo, the one that is inside the prison. Yeah. And the other person arrives with the, with the bus mm-hmm. of, of the prisoners and one can see the other going. And it's, and it's very typical that one is, oh, I can see you, I can <laughs> see you, or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: It's really cool because they play really well with the perspectives of the characters. And I think it, this one is probably, uh, with the quarry that we will talk later, I think is the most adult game we're gonna talk about. I don't know if you agree or not. I think that it's pretty... it's, it's not for children. You yeah, wouldn't play with your child. It's not
0: for children. I think that a couple of the games we talk about have very adult themes that only really adults could understand but um, are still playable by children. But yeah, this one is feels more adult because of the gameplay. And
1: there's well. also swearing, I think, and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a prison. It's a yeah, prison well, game. What so. are you expecting? Yeah,
0: <laughs> no one's gonna be courteous. Yes, or yes.
1: Uh, I think that brothers, you can play with children.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. I mean, there's sad. Uh, you know, you deal with you know possible death and stuff like that because of the father's illness. But I still think, you know. If you're old enough to pick up a PlayStation remote, you can play this game.
1: I think so, too. So, do you have... Because I have been presenting two. (laughs) So, now you owe at least one to us.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to talk about... It's another EA game, actually.
1: Yeah, EA original, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's a game called It Takes Two, and it came out in 2021.
1: Yeah, and I think that year it won... Well, in some... Awards won game of the year or cooperative game of the year or yeah. something like that.
0: But it's, it's a really, really good game. It's one of those that I was just talking about that has really adult themes. Yes. So it's a game where you're playing two parents who are getting divorced. Mm-hmm. You're kind of transformed into these like yarn dolls that are really Puppets. tiny puppet things. And you're trying to find a way to get yourselves back up to being, you know, an actual human adult. Mm -hmm. And you have to work together. It's a bit like brothers in the sense that you both have different skills that you're going to have to use to work together to get through the different levels. And it was the timing for us playing it, I felt, was really interesting because it wasn't too long before we were getting engaged and married and stuff like that. So you learned about the two characters' lives, you know, how they had come to... Fall in love originally, what has been happening to make them want to separate, and the thing that always holds them together is their love for their daughter. And it's, I think it's a really beautifully done game. The story is really interesting. It's, and I've never seen a game take on divorce like that. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, not even a game, a story, basically. Mm. It's sometimes very difficult to find a story talking about divorce and bringing it in a such i think successful way
0: yeah i think if you know thinking with my therapist brain a little bit if you had an older child who was struggling with the parents who were fighting or going through a divorce i think playing a game like this could really help them try to understand what's happening
1: yeah i think that it would help them to kind of like to understand but it it's also a story that they can enjoy yeah And it's a story that...
0: Very relatable story. Yes,
1: and I think that it's a story that it puts you in every perspective. It puts you in the perspective of her. It puts you in the perspective of him. But it's also it puts you in the perspective of the child. How the child feels. How the child is living all that breakup. You know, all that divorce. So it shows you how this situation affects everyone. Mm. And I think that sometimes it is very difficult to portray the feelings of every single character and put it in the point of view of every single character and do it so well.
0: Yeah, and then to have the kind of style and setting and artwork be childish because it's very much based on the child's toys and room and I, I think it's very
1: toy, toy story-ish. Yeah,
0: it is very toy story So to have those very, very adult themes and the storyline mixed with this very childish look i find really interesting
1: to be honest with you this game is probably the longest that we are gonna talk today i i I remember that it's not super long but probably is the longest that that...
0: yeah i think so yeah
1: but still it doesn't i don't feel that it's long i think that the game it is entertaining you go through different phases on the game so each phase being my favorite one the winter one Yeah,
0: that was a good one.
1: Each phase is very, very, very fun. All of them, you have kind of like a big map to explore. So there are tons of secrets for you if you like exploring and all that stuff. Wasn't
0: there like a Zelda inspired secret now that I'm thinking about it?
1: Oh, it could be. Now I don't remember, but I think that it could be a kind of like a zelda inspired. Yeah, yeah. there, there was also a lot of easter eggs. Yeah. There were a lot of easter eggs. But there were a lot of... So this game, as we were talking, and because it's the theme of, of the episode of today, is a cooperative game. But then there were, in each section of the game, there were mini-games that you could play one against the other. Yeah, yeah. And I remember we were having a lot of fun. Like, yeah,
0: the, the, there was ones that you kept winning. I was like, no, I'm going to get you this time. <laughs> yes. And
1: then there was others that you were, you kept winning. So it is fun. It, I,
0: I think one of the things that I really loved about it was the fact that it was bringing two very adult characters who are getting very cu- caught up in being adults and the complexity of that, bringing them back down to being a kind of childish and playing and how that made them communicate more yes. and it was just I'm a big fan of adults playing that yes. makes sense. <laughs> no, it, it
1: makes sense, but apart from that I think it is a good way because we I was talking about perspectives before and it is a good way to connect sometimes with our inner self mm. like sometimes adults forget how being a child is.
0: Yeah, we get very caught up in the boring adult stuff.
1: And even us, that we like nerdy things, we like our animes, or we like our video games, or things that by some people would be considered more childish. It doesn't need to be childish, but some people would consider that. But even us, sometimes we forget about how being a child feels, Mm. and how something that for us... That we know that a breakup is tough, but it's not the end of the world. That two people can go forward and can redo their life. Like, for example, my parents are the divorced and I saw them mm. separate. And But sometimes we forget how traumatizing situations can be for children and how the world is perceived by children. Like, for example, there's a moment with the toy elephant mm-hmm. or with the space monkey. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through spoilers but I know that if you have played the game, or if in the future you play the game, you will see that it's something that the parents don't understand. But for the children, it's kind of like their world. Yeah. And sometimes we forget that. And I think it is very important for parents to connect with the, those feelings. I'm not sure if... So, I, I, of course, this game, you you would enjoy it playing with your partner. mm mm-hmm. But I am not sure if you also would enjoy it a lot playing with your child. Like I think that you would enjoy it a lot because you would be able to see their reactions.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be really interesting. If any of you have played it or or decide to play it with your child, let us know how that went. I'd be really, really interested to hear if it was a positive experience.
1: Yeah, to hear how your child reacted on some moments or things like that. Or, you know, at the end, it just talks about divorce or probably your child can like what mommy you're not going to divorce <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think that this is a very enjoyable game for i could i wouldn't say every age i wouldn't give it to a 6 year old but maybe 10 12
0: yeah absolutely i think cuz like i said the the gameplay itself and the the setting is very childish yeah. they were definitely yeah enjoying.
1: it's like a toy story yeah. so i think that it's a game that everyone can enjoy and i am sure that you will all enjoy it There are some moments that may be a little bit difficult but nothing that after trial and error you cannot complete.
0: Yeah and I think another thing that it does really well is it sparks conversations.
1: Yes and yes. you
0: know me I love a good conversation.
1: <laughs> no, I do. And I do too. Like you see it and you talk about that stuff and it's the typical thing like if you are playing with your partner like, Yeah yeah, we will talk things. We won't be like these people or things <laughs> like <that. laughs> So
0: It's also interesting like when you're seeing the perspective of one character or the other, like to kind of see do you agree with one character yes. over the other? And that sparks conversations too. And I think like...
1: yeah, he was right. I think that she was right. <laughs> I... Yeah.
0: Don't worry, playing it won't end in divorce. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't
1: think so. I, I think that, of course, this game is not a couples therapy. Not at no, all. no, it takes two. is not a couples therapy. But I think that it's a game that can really strengthen your bond.
0: Mm, absolutely. I, if you're getting married, especially, I would uh, I would suggest giving it a go with your partner <laughs> and and seeing how you feel.
1: Yeah, but even if you're not getting married, I think that just play it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are focusing a lot about because the game at the end is about divorce, but again. If you want to play the game with a friend, you can play it with oh, a friend. Oh, yeah, and you still have fun. Yeah, Yeah, you still will have fun. The same as brothers, you don't need to play with your sibling. Of course, with your sibling, well... You have that special bond that you can understand.
0: Especially with, with you and your brother, I imagine, yeah. because it's brothers. <laughs> yeah.
1: Then A Way Out, of course, you don't need to play as a couple. You be basically here two friends. Yeah,
0: so, I, I think it would be one of the best ones for two friends. To yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: That doesn't matter. Like, these games can be enjoyed. You don't need to be searching for like, oh my God, I don't have a partner. I'm not able to play this game. No. you No, able.
0: no, absolutely. Play, play them with whoever you want.
1: Yeah. So, we well, it takes two deserved... Oh. The time that we gave it to but probably we should go to the next one just not to make a whole episode about yeah. it takes two well to or alf- ramble around all the it's time it's
0: true talking about adult themes we're going to talk about one of my favorite games that we played last year which was spiritfarer
1: spiritfarer was or it has become one of my favorite games i have ever played because the theme was so masterfully done.
0: Yeah.
1: It was so masterfully hidden. Not hidden. Well, no, I
0: don't think it's hidden. No,
1: no. I mean <laughs> hidden on the fact of everything is bright and color. Mm. And I think a child could, a child, 10, again, 10, 12 year old could play it. But maybe not understand what it goes all yeah, beyond. Would, yeah,
0: there there's some aspects of it that I think maybe a child wouldn't understand, which they shouldn't because it's not age appropriate. Yeah. Fair came out in twenty twenty. The premise of the game is that you can play um you can play one player and you play as Stella. Yes. Or you can play two player where you play as Stella and her cat Daffodil.
1: Yes, one will m- have Stella and the other yeah. will be just a piece of advice here just for you to know Stella is the main character that means that there will be stuff that even if you play with Daffodil Daffodil won't be able to do
0: yeah no one appreciates Daffodil you can guess who I played
1: <laughs> I, I'm just saying this because although it's a 100% co-op game that both can do their stuff. There are some things that only Stella can do because at the end she's the spirit father. And and
0: Stella gets all the hugs.
1: Yes. And she... Well, no. The thing (laughs) is like... Daffodil was getting hugs, but then when the characters was talking, we were like, oh, thank you, Stella. It's like, no, it has been Daffodil who has given you a hug. <laughs> yeah.
0: So basically, when we meet Stella and Daffodil, they're taking over the spirit fairer role from Sh- uh, Sharon. Yes. Um, They go traveling around the world, picking up spirits, addressing their needs, so basic needs, which is uh, feeding them and yes. building little brooms for them yes but they also take you along their own storyline and we soon learn as we play the game that they all well most of them have a connection to stella Mm -hmm. in our world and it's, it's following stella along this kind of journey of not just processing the lives of the spirits we meet but her own life the main theme is of death and loss and it's just, oh, it's just so beautifully done. I had a
1: break in It's uh,
0: yeah, yeah, there are moments I cried a good few times <laughs> during yeah. this game, and I know I'm a crier when it comes to these things. But like even uh, you got teary. It's oh fun.
1: no, no, no! Even I got teary. <laughs> like it's a game very beautifully done, as we were saying. It and it's a topic that is very sensitive to everyone, because well, that's something that we always said that sometimes we could bring to our podcast kind of like talking about death Mm. and we always feel that death is not a topic that is talked enough Mm. and in spirit fire it reminds me a little bit for the likes of you that have seen the sandman of uh netflix
0: yeah oh so good
1: but it reminds me of the episode that we follow the sister that portrays death
0: yeah that was a good
1: again no spoilers. So, mm. but very similar to that, you know. So, how you take care of at the end because you take the role of Sharon, of the spirit father. Yeah. You are the one that brings the spirits to the last moment.
0: Yeah, where basically the aim of the the game is to get people to a place where they're ready to pass through into the next.
1: Yes. Week. So it's a very beautiful game. The game is kind of like uh, these kind of games that you have to. Have your resources. So, with their, these resources you collect, then you create other things to have more resources and mm. things like that. And then the characters will have different missions that, as Valerie was saying, will bring you through steps of their life. Uh, through mini games, you will have to complete to get other stuff. Like I remember that Valerie was all the time fishing.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> Daffodils role <Yeah>. fishing. <laughs>
1: but then you have plants that you have to take care of. Uh, You have to cook, which it was also very fun. And then, of course, you have to make objects for the spirits to make them feel better. Yeah, Uh, and And to progress their story. Yeah, to progress their story. And then all of them, there will be more or less hinting at you what was the cause of their death. Yeah, Hinting. Because usually they don't say exactly what it is. But I think it's a very poetic game. A game that makes you think a lot, makes you reflect and I think that it's a game that it's really worth to play. I don't remember, I don't think it was very expensive so you can really enjoy but if not you can wait until PlayStation or Xbox or Steam have a, a good sale but anyway I don't remember it was expensive because it was an indie game and also I want to say that it is very beautiful. It is it, it it is drawn in 2D so you are not going to have a 3D aspect mm. it's 2D but everything that is drawn is is very beautiful it's very colorful and yeah I really really enjoyed the game and I and I couldn't recommend it more
0: I was surprised by how deep it is it's one of those games where you look at it and you think oh child resourcey kind of game but it's so much deeper than that if if you are interested in the theme of death and loss this is definitely a game for you
1: yes do you think now as a therapy so this is a, <laughs> a therapy question okay but probably people might find it interesting do you think if you yourself right now are in a moment of loss because you have lost someone do you think that this game could help you to process or to go through the grief
0: depends on the person I know that's that, a,
1: that's the the most therapist answer. But it,
0: it, it's true because it depends on where you are with your with your grief, you know? Maybe you wouldn't be ready, especially cuz we le- this is a little bit of a spoiler. We learned that the ma- the majority of the characters um pass away be- of a terminal illness. Yes. And if that hits very close to your experience, and you're still very early on in the grieving process, then maybe it would be a little bit triggering, a little bit too close to home for you. But if you're a bit, little bit further along and you're looking for maybe something to help you process, give it a go. And if it's too much, put it away and come you back to it. You can always just it. stop, yeah. But I also think it's a great one for years later as well, where you've had an experience of losing someone, especially losing someone to a terminal illness... I think it would be a good way to maybe process any underlying feelings that mm-hmm. might still be there. Because I've lost people to terminal illness. Yeah. And it was it was emotional, but I didn't feel overwhelmed by yes. it. So give it a go if if loss is something that you're experiencing. But also be really kind to yourself. And if it's just a bit too much, that is okay. And come back to it if you want to.
1: I have another question. Okay. So because we are talking about death. Yes. And um, we were talking about play games that you can play with children mm. and all that stuff. Do you think that this game could make children of 12, 13 years old, well I don't know if you call them children or teenagers or preteens, pre-teens or I yeah. Guess. <laughs> Do you think that it would help them to understand mourning and grief and death if they have been so fortunate that they have never had a death in the family. Like, for example, myself, the first person that died in my family around me was my grandpa when I was 16. Mm. So during from zero to 16, I never experienced death. So I never had that processing learning because I never lost a grandpa until I was 16. For someone that has never lost, Mm. do you think that this game could help them to understand Death, uh, like for a child, I mean. I
0: think it could let them ask questions. I think it would be a really good game for maybe a a child, like you said, age like maybe eleven or twelve, to play, um, maybe with a parent being around, just so when they're going through it, they can ask questions. Because, like you said, if you have if a child hasn't experienced death, they might not really fully understand it. So the the game probably won't hit them as much as someone mm-hmm. who has experienced death. But I'm I'm all for having those conversations with children about the tough topics, and this could be a good kind of medium to get them to ask those questions.
1: Great, great to know. Anyway, this game you can play it well. We play it as a couple, of course, but you can play it with friends, or of course, well as we were saying, you can give it a go with your child. Uh, maybe they are not gonna understand if the child is younger. Maybe they are not gonna understand the game. Maybe they are just. Gonna enjoy it, which is still yeah, very they enjoyable. They
0: might just enjoy the resource collecting and you know, growing your vegetables and your gardening and your getting eggs and fishing exactly. and all exactly. that. Right, it's still
1: very enjoyable game. Yeah. So, before we go to the last game, I thought that it would be better to give the bonus oh, yeah? and then we bring the last game. Okay, you know, like one of these. IGM videos of top 10, whatever, and then before they reach to the top one, they put the I know bonus the ex- mentions. I know
0: the exact YouTube channel that you're referring to.
1: BuzzFeed or one of those, right? No. So, yeah, we are going for the... We have some bonus honorable mentions mm-hmm. before we get to the last game that we want to yeah. talk about. But the honorable mentions were games that... Well, because of the sake of the podcast not being two hours, we didn't want to include all, or we thought that maybe they were, we could recommend it, but they weren't as great or as good. So that's why probably we left them, or just because they didn't have space here, but we still love. Yeah. Because there's one that I really think that most of the people would love, that I think that it has place in, in this list, but of course, because of time, we couldn't put it in the So we put it in the bonus. So the first one I'm going to bring it is the probably one of those ones that, because of quality, we wouldn't have put in the list.
0: Yeah, it's not a great game, but it was still fun to play together. Yeah.
1: So if you have been a big fan of Tomb Raider or Lara Croft, then you can enjoy this because this is a Lara Croft game. It's called Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris. In this game, you can play, I think it's cooperative for four people, even for four people, although we play the two of us, yeah. only you and me. So you can play different characters, Lara being one of them. But then there are other characters like I think it was Osiris and then Ra or something like that.
0: To be honest, I don't even remember who I played. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, you played a woman, but I don't remember a woman goddess of Egypt. To be honest. Anyway, we were Ramses is is around yeah. two things like that, and it's kind of like a isometric game like uh, Diablo. You have that perspective yeah. of of the camera being on the top. Yeah, I
0: got big Diablo vibes. Yes.
1: And then uh, you just go through dungeons and collecting stuff and kind of like with solving puzzles, platform. Yeah. It is kind of like that. The the game itself, it doesn't have great mechanics. I think it...
0: The story isn't particularly interesting.
1: It's not particularly good neither. I think it is... Good enough to kill time, but it wasn't good enough to appear in the main list.
0: Yeah, but it's one of those games where you want to play a game with someone, but you're not really in the mood for a shooter, and you want to still turn your brain off a little bit, yes. then this is a good
1: game to exactly. play. Yeah. Also very short. I don't remember it being especially long.
0: No, I don't think it was
1: Yeah. Long. Another one from the bonus list?
0: I'm gonna go with the Raymond games, uh-huh again, this I didn't want to mention this one in the main one just because I'm not very attached to the story or anything, but it is very pretty. I played the uh the games a lot with my sister in law we'd be home and no one else was around, so we'd just kill time playing the Raymond games and then they're fun they're fun enough
1: platform I, game
0: yeah, fun platform game with kind of pretty backgrounds, very childish looking but still fun, and I'd recommend giving it a go. Another one where you don't have to think too
1: hard. Yes. Uh, Another one that it would go to this list, and this game is not a game, it's a saga, so it's uh, multiple games (laughs) in, in one, is the Overcooked Saga. In this case, we didn't put it in the whole list because I think that the other ones that we talk about are more deep and it could give us more conversation, but... We cannot do this podcast episode without mentioning Overcooked, because Overcooked is just fun.
0: It's very fun, but be prepared to yell at the person you're playing with.
1: This game (laughs) will test your relationship with whoever you are playing with. If it's your family, be ready to cut ties with your family. (laughs) If it's friends, be ready to kick them out of your house. (laughs) If it's a couple, be ready for feeling a divorce if you are married. If you are not married, well...
0: Breakup. Yeah, break up.
1: Uh, (laughs) Overcooked is a game where you may have realized or not, but you are cooking. It's a game of cooking. Like a cooking mama or like there's one another cook, Cook Ready and Delicious. But in this game we have a twist, and is that it has to play minimum two players, Mm -hmm. but it can play a maximum of four. And each player will have to do different tasks. But to complete the task. So, at the end, you are running a kitchen. So, to deliver the food, each task must be done. So, what happens? Someone may have put the buns, but the burgers are not done. Or the burgers get overcooked because someone said, I put them in the oven and the other person never checked. Or... There are moments that, for example, you play in a platform and there is lava around. So you may fall into the lava or yeah. there is ice and you slip through the ice.
0: <laughs> I, I prize us on having really good communication, which is probably why we're, we're still together after yeah. playing Overcooked. But if your communication skills are bad, this is not the game for you.
1: <laughs> Again, maybe use for training your communications and not shouting to each other. You know, that that may test. The thing is Overcooked <laughs> will put you to the test. yeah. But again, this one I, w- I will 100% recommend it for people that really wants to have fun. Yeah. and I
0: think if you're like a family of, of like three or four as well, like playing it together work on your communication skills as yes. a family could be yeah. very interesting. But
1: again, we have a friend that she is living here in Ireland and her mom is, well, in, in Spain and she plays sometimes cooperative yeah. games with her mom and she loves playing the Overcooked saga with her yeah, mom. Yeah, they've
0: completed it like 100% all yeah.
1: of them. So, Overcooked saga, it had to be, had to be done. And yeah. also, it's really good for comedy. Like, the characters are very silly, yeah. goofy-looking um, you like
0: the raccoon, don't you? I
1: like the raccoon, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there are different characters and in the first game, if you want to complete the story, there's the monster is a big ball of a spaghetti meatball.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> really fun game to play. And this one, for example, you can play with children. But again, be careful because maybe the children get mad at you and throw you the controller to the face because, yeah, this brings... <laughs> it's like a monopoly, but... Yeah,
0: I think. So not only do you learn about your communication, but it might help you also learn about processing anger. Yeah,
1: anger management.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe play with a therapist nearby. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: But Overcooked, very good game and very fun, very fun. Really, and I, really I have fun. had lots of laughs with yeah. it.
0: I've had I've had lots of laughs. I've had times where like we've stopped playing, and I've been like in a grumpy mood, just being like stupid bloody game. <laughs> 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 Why couldn't Carlos do this? <laughs> yes,
1: I remember playing with a friend. We were four people playing playing um, with a friend, and this friend he was getting so frustrated and so yelling confused. At
0: all of us. <laughs> that
1: no, that what he did is he got the extinguisher and he was just using the extinguisher <laughs> all around, and he was like. That's what I'm going to do. And it's like, nothing is on fire. Anyway, I'm going with the extinguisher. Okay. (laughs) That's your job, the extinguisher. Yeah, but Overcooked is great, great game. Yeah, see,
0: we're laughing just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's a really great game. And finally, uh, we have a uh, last one for our bonus yeah. list.
0: So I think we we should be sponsored by EA in this um, <laughs> episode because it's another EA game.
1: Another EA original, yeah.
0: <laughs> so EA, if you're listening, hit us up. <laughs> it's uh, Unravel 2.
1: Unravel 2 is a very interesting game. It's kind of platform. The first one is not cooperative.
0: Yeah, it's the same as Portal. You can only... Yeah play one player in the first game but it's it's a very sweet little game not not like a huge story to it
1: really but it's beautiful it's deep if you go further and further it's deep you will understand what it's talking about which is a very deep and sad illness so it is but i'm not gonna mention so it's not spoiler
0: it's again puzzle kind of yeah puzzle kind of
1: based and you control something very cute that is called yarny that is is very cute it's a ball of yarn yeah and it is a very, very, very beautiful game. Um, but yeah, Unravel 2, it's very difficult to talk about Unravel 2 without giving a spoiler. So, again, if you have played Unravel and you didn't know Unravel 2 existed, weird. But if you didn't <laughs> know, then you can play it. And if not, I completely 100% recommend you the Unravel Saga. I recommend you the Unravel, the first one that you can play it together. I mean, you can play one beside the other.
0: Oh yeah, like I I played and you watched me play a bit.
1: And then I recommend Unriable 2 for playing together. And finally, we are going to our last game.
0: Yeah, this Uh, is the game we played most recently. It's
1: the game that we played most recently. Again, this list is not made by our top games. No, we have gone from oldest to newest. Mm -hmm. So. That doesn't mean that this game is gonna be the one that we recommend the most. Although we, I highly recommend it, but that depends on you, one hundred percent. I am talking about the Quarry that it was released in twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah, and no, it was very, very advertised game in the sense that there were some pretty big actors who were a part of it. Mm-hmm. People might remember Ariel Winter from Modern Family, Brenda yes. Song from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. They were, they were all uh, in it, and. It's made by Supermassive Games. Mm-hmm. People might know them from they have a series of games called the Dark Pictures Anthology. Yes. Also, really good games by that the you way. can play
1: cooperative, and they are really nice. They are they are also that anthologies. They are three games out of I think the anthology is four, but mm-hmm. they are three games out. Uh, we tried to play one that is called The Man of Medan. The main issue is that it, it has does. a weird bug yeah. and it got bugged in one of the loading screens and we didn't want to start again, so we left it aside. And the main problem of the Dark Picture games is that because they were older, they are a little bit more clunky, while the yeah. while the quarry is easier to control. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you are controlling a tank.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's basically you can choose to which characters you're going to control, for our first playthrough, we did the easy thing. Carlos played all the male characters. I played all the female characters. Mm-hmm. And you're basically trying to get these teenage counselors to survive the night at Hackett's Quarry, where you're where you're kind of facing the weird, crazy-looking locals as well as, su- as something supernatural.
1: Exactly. If you like slasher movies from the 80s and the 90s... Oh, yeah, like, you like this game. Like Friday the 13th. It's like,
0: actually one of the... It, the, the uh, the inspirations. Th-
1: inspirations, yeah. yeah. If, then you like this, because this is a slasher movie of the 80s or the 90s in made game. video game. Yeah. So in this game, one of the very, so the thing is like, it is cooperative in the sense of you can both control different characters, but you will never be controlling it at the same time. Yeah, we
0: don't play at the same time.
1: No. So one will be seeing the decisions of the other. The thing is like, those decisions that you take. For sure, they are gonna impact what is gonna happen in the future, and for sure, apart from impacting, they can cause the death of one member of the and when any of the members of the party dies dies forever. yeah, or whatever happens to them happens to them forever, which means that it's like real story At, at the same time, it is really cool because it it, it allows you to replay the game
0: oh yeah, we def- it's definitely one we're going to replay and play as different characters yeah, and everything. Yeah,
1: because you want to take different decisions in the future or, oh, I would do this now, or I would do that, or, for example, I remember I'm not going to say any spoiler because again, the, it is better to discover for yourself, but I remember that there was some decision that we could have taken that we took the the decision in that moment because we thought that that was the, 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 obvious, well, choice. the obvious choice to have a good outcome and it it wasn't, not. yeah. So, we're like, oh, if I would have known that this text meant this, then I would have done this other stuff. Yeah,
0: it was. we did that was really fun was we kind of competed to see who would have the most surviving characters yes. at the end. And because some of the decisions that say I made impacted Carlos's characters, like, if you want to, we didn't. But if you want to mess with the other person and play this way, you absolutely can.
1: Yeah, no, our main objective... So, our main objective was to keep everyone alive. And then... Inside that objective, there was like, but still, we'll see at the end if someone has died. Who has more people alive? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did I win? Uh, I think I only lost one by accident because my aim was off.
1: Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But still, <laughs> still very fun game. And uh, if you like this game in the future, we also recommend you to check on the other super massive games. That are the dark p- yeah. pictures. The anthology. premise
0: is all the same that you're playing characters and your choices affect the other characters as well as if the, all the characters survive. Yeah, to
1: very end. similar to the Telltale games. That yeah. they were mostly all of them were the same, but with different skin. This is <laughs> this is different. No, what I mean is that the game is always the same in the in the in the games. The game is always the same. What it will change probably is the story. And to be honest with you, I'm a big fan of because this was. I don't know if when you were a kid you had this kind of books that is tell your own story. Mm. That it was like you were reading and then it was like, oh, if you want the character to do this, go to page sixteen. Or if yeah, you want, I to, remember those. so this is pretty similar. It's a tell your own story. At the end, you take the decisions. You tell what to do. Uh, Sometimes you will have to choose where to hide, Mm. where to go, if you have to shoot or not shoot, or whatever, and I find it very funny. And, again, you can play it by yourself, but I find it very nice to play it with someone else, because then you have the other person, like, when you fail, it's like, you should have done this, or (laughs) whatever. I know, very, very...
0: Hindsight is great, isn't it? Yeah, Very, very,
1: very enjoyable game, the Qwabri. yeah.
0: Um, The the setting is actually well done as well. It definitely achieves the whole creepy summer camp vibe from the slasher movies. And it's pretty looking as well.
1: I think that it's a horror game, but inside of the horror... You are not. I don't feel that is something that is gonna have the levels of an amnesia or like, no, no. or that is gonna scare you the the hell out of you. I think that it's a game that you can still play. Look
0: at the odd job scare, yeah, that but yeah. But I,
1: I think that it's fine. It's just for you because you know at the end it's a horror game. So just for you to know that you may find some creepy things, but I think that this is still playable. And I think that it's not something super mega scary that n- yeah. not every i you're think not, that everyone can go forward
0: i think it's you're not going to go home and have nightmares about it i mean you might but i i would doubt it yeah, yeah. I do doubt it. but yeah so those are our cooperative recommendations for games let us know what you guys have been playing you can reach us on our twitter at nerding deep we'd love to hear what you're playing right now and if you've played anything on our list and and want to tell us how you got on
1: Yes. Then you can also write us at our Gmail uh, nerdinginthedeep at gmail dot com. Also, I would recommend you if you have played any cooperative games that we haven't played or we haven't mentioned, send it to us because we really love, as you can see, we really enjoy playing together. So the more cooperative games we discover, the more we can play, and who knows that may be content for the future. Like
0: maybe this is only part one.
1: Yeah. knows like we can do like super massive and do the same episode (laughs) one after but with different skin
0: yeah exactly when we run out of ideas we'll start just making old things new again you know like Disney yes
1: like Disney (laughs) yeah or like Netflix that has the Beller Prince now on oh, Wednesday. Yeah. And think, well, we are not going to go deep into that. This was cooperative games, yeah, that's I think. just
0: That's just going to be a rant. Like, like we could probably do a whole episode about rehashing things from the past.
1: <laughs> Tell us also if you want to see that in our Twitter at nerdinthedeep <laughs> or in our Gmail, <laughs> nerding in the deep at gmail.com.
0: But for now, that has been our episode. We look forward to seeing you in the next one.
1: Yeah, see you on episode 17. Bye. Bye.